Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Not My Circle, a conversation series where I chat with people who are not in my normal circle. If you guys are enjoying this series, which I hope you are, please consider giving me a positive rating and a review. Subscribe wherever you watch this, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, anywhere you watch it, that'd be great. Um, today I am chatting with a cam girl and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. What's, what's your full name? So my fake name, which I honestly have grown to dislike over the years is Natasha Gray, but my real name that, or my nickname that my friends call me is Magda. Magda? So you can call me Magda or Natasha Gray. I have like a million names and okay. monikers. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I won't call you a name that you don't like. So I'll call you Magda because that one seems like you like that one more. So we'll start with a fun question of what you have for breakfast today? Okay, so I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day with my fiance. And I had never even heard of this until I met him. He smashes up tater tots and we put it in a skillet with bacon and eggs. And instead of hash browns, we use the tater tots and they're so addictive. We've, I've literally eaten it every single morning since I've met him. <laughs> nice, that sounds good. Um, so you are a porn star. Sort of. I, the porn stars that I look up to are kind of on like this level and me being like amateur porn star, I'm like a little bit down here. Like, yeah, amateur porn star for sure. Okay, let's talk about it. What does that mean? What do you do? So like my shirt says, we probably can't even read it because it's like my screamo writing. It says cam girl. That's how I got my start in the sex industry. Um, I first found out about camming when I was like just on the verge of graduating high school and kind of figuring out what was the next chapter in my adult life. And I was like, this is amazing. This is perfect for me. I've always been like a little bit out there and like a little bit of an exhibitionist. So on my 18th birthday, I went and got my ID. I went straight to Chatterbait and applied to be a cam girl. And it all just started rolling from there. Okay. Explain what a cam girl is. Cause I kind of have an idea, but I want to hear in your words, what exactly that means. Being a cam girl for me is being like an entertainer. A lot of people put so much emphasis on like the sexual part, but I think what a lot of people on the outside miss is that there's a lot of talking and friendships. And when I would go live, I would maybe do like 30 minutes of like sexy stuff. And then the other like two hours, I would just be like talking to my fans. And that personal aspect is what a lot of people miss because even though we're cam girls, we're kind of like therapists and like online friends at the same time. Okay, so talk to me about like you you go on camera and the sexy stuff that you said you do. Is that like getting naked, touching yourself, pleasuring yourself, talking dirty, describing something? Like, is it sort of all of the above? And, and how, how do you decide what you're in the mood for? So it's funny you say that because I definitely um, am a very like, I go by my moods and <laughs> it's different for everybody. But for me, I'm on the more explicit side. I, I really don't mind 
exposing myself and putting myself all the way out there on cam. A lot of girls, they'll only get fully nude in private chats, which I understand. But personally, I don't know if I have the patience to to make money with my clothes on when I know I can just take them off and make money way faster. So I'm definitely nude cam girl, not the clothed type, but there's a big variety. That's what I like about sex work. Like I have friends that just sell pictures of their feet and that's it. (laughs) And I'm like, you don't get naked once. Okay. So are you like masturbating with like a dildo while people are watching or are you like having sex with somebody else while people are watching? Is that how it works? Having sex live is kind of awkward. I prefer to do solo. Okay. I like to make sex tapes and stuff, but I think to just like live stream sex, I'm a little insecure. I'm like, I need to edit this footage (laughs) before I put it. So I'm normally just like with a dildo or vibrator right now. My favorite toy is this like torso sex doll thing. That's like a man's torso from here down with like a huge eight inch dildo attached to it. And it's perfect because it's really heavy. So it stays in place. And being a cam girl for the last like four years, I've had to deal with like suction cup dildos, just like popping off and flopping across the room. I hate a malfunctioning dildo. Right? (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. I hate it. So um, I actually, once upon a time, when I graduated college, I was, uh, I worked as a freelance makeup artist in Los Angeles. And with that work came um, some makeup work on adult sets. So I did makeup for a lot of girls on porn sets in my early twenties. And it was, I was a very curious person then still am now. (laughs) So I met a lot of girls and I heard a lot of their stories. And these were girls that really got into it right around their 18th birthday. And they had any kind of background from like being really interested in sex to also needing to make money to support their family. Maybe their parents had passed. They were living with their grandparents in a trailer. They had a sick family member. Like I heard all the stories and they really tugged at my heartstrings. I would say some of the girls found pleasure in it and and some, it was a job, but I want to know how did you get started? Like, I know you said after high school, you were sort of thinking about what you wanted to do, but, but what, what really drew you to this and how, how'd you get into it? So, I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, woe is me, but I, growing up, I was poor. And when I saw camming, I was like, this is a way for me to get out of this lifestyle. And this is a way for me to not struggle. Like my mom and I did our entire lives and shit. So for me, it was a really big relief finding sex work and, it ended up helping me invest in my tattoo career and like finding my, my next chapter in life. At this point, it is more of a job just because my free time is so limited in the beginning. It was like, woohoo, this is fun. I'm, I'm 18. I have so much energy, you know, but now that I'm 22, I don't really have as much energy as I did in the beginning, honestly. Okay. So did you, did you ever feel, um, uh, like bad about yourself for doing it? Did you have any like thoughts like, Oh, I'm, what am I doing with my life? Like, what was your process? Or did you just think that I'm making so much money? Everybody can go F themselves. 
or both um, or everything, or you tell me in your words, what sort of like, what goes on in your mind as you're, as you're preparing for this? Well, it's, you make a good point. It is both because in one hand, to me, I know that at the end of the day, if people are going to judge me for sex work, it's okay because I have my friends and like, whatever I have money, I'll be okay. Like, but on the other hand, it was really scary when I first started because, um, obviously I had my parents to worry about them finding out. And I told my mom and she was pretty understanding, but my my dad, even though he was an alcoholic, he was still pretty strict. So I was terrified of him finding out one day or somebody telling him. And that really sucks that people are that judgmental because it's it's legal. I'm I'm not putting myself at risk. Like I would understand from a parent's standpoint if I was like walking down the street trying to make some money. <laughs> like getting into cars, then I understand like being worried. But honestly, as, as dark as it sounds, my biggest worry didn't end up happening because my dad had a heart attack in 2018. So we never even had that conversation. And as traumatizing as that was, I'm so thankful that I never had to be confronted by him. And that was, that was my biggest fear was him finding out and hating me for it. So being a cam girl, you're pretty much in your room. You have control. You're not really like on an adult set. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, that is, that is different from obviously the sets that I worked on because there was a huge crew around and, you know, the girl would be asked to actually have sex with typically a man in this case, um, where, when I worked in, in adult stuff. Um, but you're not really having sex with men necessarily. Like you said, it's mostly pleasuring yourself on camera. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have always been, even though I'm like an exhibitionist, I still have that little shy part of me, like as much as I would love to go do a full blown set, like maybe girl on girl or like a solo porn set thing. Um, I'm so used to being alone and being in my room with my laptop. It would be totally different for me. I imagine this world is like the cam girl world is pretty popular. And uh, I bet there's tons of money to be made in this, right? Because people are so on their phone. So if you like, what is the average amount of money you can make in a day or an hour? Like somebody in your world. It's so hard because everybody's, everybody's success is different to me. I think a thousand dollars in a week is a good, is a good week. And if I would log on cam and make a hundred dollars, that's, that's good for me. That's more than I could make at a different job. I mean, not necessarily tattooing because now I do that, but at least a hundred bucks is what I would try to make. But I have followed girls that make thousands and thousands of dollars in a night. Like, 10,000 token tips, 100,000 token tips. And the way that they do it is every token is five cents. So I'm pretty sure like the biggest tip ever was $50,000 on my free cams. And when I saw that, I was blown away. I was like, where's that fan for me? Where do you find people with that much 
Well, were they doing something different that like, is there anything you won't do? I mean, were they doing anal? Were they doing girl on girl with guy? I mean, they were probably doing something a little bit more elevated than at home. Well, my free cams, the thing about my free cams is it's only girls. So they do not allow you to be on there with a partner at all. Um, I think the key to camming is you have to be personable and you have to be really consistent. Like these girls would be on there every single day for hours and hours and hours. I, I never could do that. I was always amazed by the girls that would do 24 hour camathons for their birthday or whatever. I'd be like, I'm going to go outside and enjoy my birthday. And if I get a tip, cool. But I just, I could only do like five hours max I think my biggest tip was on my 19th birthday. Somebody tipped me a thousand dollars. That's definitely the most I ever made in a night. Okay. I mean, I would be sore um, pleasuring myself yes. with a for five hours. That would thinking about that makes my vaginal muscles clench in pain. Yes. <laughs> 24 hours of just straight going for it. I mean, I'm impressed. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I so would you say you had there's I think there's this idea that if you are a young female and you're working in the sex industry that you have daddy issues you had a rough childhood you have no money are do are any of those themes true for you did you feel like you fall into that sort of stereotypical um characteristics of why somebody gets into this industry Unfortunately as much as I want to say no truthfully I am one of those people that just has always been way too interested in sex and my behavior when I was underage might have been risky and I learned from that and ended up finding camming and I got my attention in a healthy way through that instead of my like risky previous behavior I guess and but I don't think that's true for everybody because I've met so many people that their parents, they still take care of them. Their parents bought them a house and they still have this like normal lifestyle where their family is like heavily involved with them and supporting them. And sometimes it makes me a little jealous. I'm like, that's, that's some insane family support right there. But I honestly feel like being forced to be independent at a young age made me who I am and I don't regret any of it, anything that happened to me because it led me to so many good things. Good. I like hearing that. <laughs> and I want to talk about your future. And do you think anything you've done in the cam world is going to prevent you from the kind of future that you want to have? So it's funny you say that. Um, I, I got really, really lucky with my job as a tattoo artist because my, she's not my boss, but she owns the salon and she actually signed up for OnlyFans with my referral code. So like way before I ended up even working for her. So my current job, I am totally comfortable talking to everybody about it. But the thing that worries me is my clients. I don't think that sex work will prevent me from having a job because I'll be self-employed my whole life. But I definitely worry about having like a conservative 
you know, one of my clients, grandmas come to me to get their eyebrows tattooed and they find out or they see me and they're like, Oh my God, that's my tattoo artist. I don't want to see her like that. <laughs> well, if granny's watching you on, uh, as a cam girl and she's also <laughs> getting her eyebrows tatted, I wouldn't worry too much about what she thinks though. True. Um, when you're actually like on camera, are you getting pleasure or are you putting on a show? Like, are, does, are you actually like, yeah, it feels amazing. Or is it more like, I'm acting. There's moments of both. So I, I, I used to hate doing private chats because I know when I do a private chat, it's not going to be like, woohoo dance party. It's like, here's a list of all the really intense things I want you to do. And in a very precise way, like when people take you into a private, it's very rare that they just like want to hang out. Those people are amazing. I love them, but they're very rare. It's mostly people with super specific fetishes. So when I am camming, I'm happy to like live stream, do my own thing. I have a pole in my house. So I'll do like pole dancing or just hang out. And usually the second I get pulled into a private chat, it's like, I can't say no because the money is good. I'm instantly getting paid per minute, but I know I'm going to have to do something weird. So Let's talk, about, let's talk about the weird stuff. Like, what do people want you to do? I'm, I'm curious as to what, is, is it typically men or do you get women that want you to do stuff? You'd be surprised. I, so on cam, it's typically men, but on my OnlyFans, I've had women request custom videos, like ask to sex with me. It's really interesting how OnlyFans has kind of became like a household name and like a normalized thing i i if you would have told me when i was 18 that like cute girls would give me money i would be like what what the fuck i don't want it give it back Um, so okay i want to know what the men want i'm curious what what are what are these men asking you to do so tell me the nasty nasty things that the men want you to do i'm and this is a truly no judgment zone remember i worked on adult sets i've seen almost everything. So indulge me. I I'll start with, I'll start with my favorite private video person. He would pop in every once in a blue moon and take me into private chat for hours, like two, three hours. And all he wanted to see was me baby oiling my arm tattoos i swear to god like he literally just wanted me to go like this and like move my tattoos around for hours i would be exhausted by- <laughs> that's not what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> it's like the most pg thing like i think about that all the time i'm like where did that guy go like i have baby oil in my bathroom like he needs to resurface but that's one of the most pg ones that i i remember but as far as weird stuff, um, people like some really bizarre, dirty talk. Nothing in particular comes to mind except for the really weird taboo, like brother, sister, mommy, daddy, daughter shit. Like once it gets into that, I'm like, now I'm just straight up acting like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like people like guys want you to call them like a daddy or whatever like and like daddy's normal baby. yeah daddy feels normal but sometimes people get a little too into it you know what i mean it's like i'll call you daddy but if you want me to be your stepdaughter that's just like a whole other strange entity that i don't want to have to verbalize right you know right. what i mean 
Well, I mean, it gives you such an interesting insight into real authentic human behavior that people like on the sort of quote unquote outside world don't get access to. Like, I don't know, you, you get to know people in a much more intimate, dark way. And I feel like that's, that's a interesting opportunity to learn about people that way, you know? And oh, can you see the men or the people? So no, you have the option to see them. If you want to see them, you can open your cam, but rarely was it somebody I would want to see. So I normally would, would keep the cam off, but some guys want that genuine like sexting feel and i guess you you get more of that when the when the girl's actually watching you like i actually charge for dick ratings on my website which is like so stupid but it's just a way for me to charge for people to like send me a picture that i otherwise would be freaked out by <laughs> i need a, i need a little bit more info on the dick rating okay so okay. somebody said somebody wait People want to send their dick pics. I mean, I feel like I feel like people have tried to send me dick pics, but the image is blurred and I don't look at it because I don't want to see a dick. I, exactly. I two little boys and a husband that show me their dicks all the time. Like I'm <laughs> I'm dicked out at the moment. Oh my God. There was a time where maybe I'd be a little bit more interested in random dicks. So <laughs> this is a dick rating what people want you to see their dick and they want you to talk about their dick is is this yes. how this works oh my god okay <laughs> we need to talk about this just random guys want you to see their dick and then they want you to talk about it exactly and they're so thirsty for that that they'll pay you for it and that's totally normal i see this on so many girls only fans that it's like i had to do it because i'm like <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that sounds like kind of fun. I mean, there's like, do you think that's, I mean, can you, do you talk shit to them if they have a dick that you don't like or how does, or is it all like flattering? Oh, your dick is so big. And so how does that work? If they, it, you know, I try to get a read on people. It's like you said, you get to know people in like a, in a dark way where you kind of know their secrets. So every single one of my like members, that really supports me is totally different. And I feel like I tailor what I say for everyone differently. Like some people are want to be strap on fucked. And that's something that in my personal life I've never done. But if somebody messages me and wants that, then sure. I'll, I'll talk about that all day long. I have strap bonds. I've never used them. I'll send you pictures of them though. And it's just, it's interesting how people will just share their secrets with me because I wouldn't do that with somebody else. <laughs> um, I want to circle back because you mentioned fiance. Yes. How does fiance feel about this kind of work? Okay. So not too sure how he feels about the dick ratings. I haven't had that conversation <laughs> yet, but um, that's just like part of the job. He totally gets that. It's, it's all a part of the job. I, I do get enjoyment out of it. And I, I'm always preaching that there's nothing wrong with enjoying sex work, even though so many people are like, it's a job, it's a job, it's just a job. I don't, I shouldn't feel wrong for feeling confident from it. Like I used to hate my body. I used to want to get plastic surgery and I'm so glad that I never did. I was super, super insecure until I met my fiance and 
he helps me with work now. He helps me make videos every once in a while. So that's really helpful. And I'm just really lucky I finally found somebody supportive because even when people say, like, my boss told me everyone wants to date a model until they do. And that's the most true statement I've ever heard because people are insecure. Yeah. Would you care if your fiance had a relationship with a cam girl? So I, I hate to be this way. And I think that in our American society, you are so trained to be, um, you know, exclusive and monogamous. And I think I would care because when I go to buy porn, I'm not like messaging a guy. I go log on to a website. I buy my little tokens and I look for a video until I find one. If I, if I was going and like messaging a cam guy per se, I would feel like I was being sneaky or going behind his back. Some people have those types of relationships where they will literally subscribe to an OnlyFans or a cam girl together. I've had like married couples that share OnlyFans accounts follow me. And it's a little weird, honestly. Um, but some people, some people are just like that. Some people are swingers. Some people are totally fine with that as, as you know, I'd be fine with having a threesome, but would I be totally fine with my fiance, uh, being addicted to cam girls? Maybe not. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's an honest answer. I know you, you talked about tattoo work. Is that sort of like your exit strategy for this kind of work in this lifestyle? Or have you not even put that much thought into it and you're just kind of going with the flow? So I, my friend just asked me this the other night. She's like, oh, so you're transitioning out of sex work. And I was like, hell no, girl. Like, I'm young. I'm only 22. I could see myself doing this until I'm 32 or even 42. Like, as long as I've got the energy to do this and the means to do it, I don't see why not. Because, like, my opinion with camming and sex work is if you're not going to put yourself out there and make money, somebody else will. There's always going to be people searching for a new model or a new cam girl or a new sex worker to follow. And if you don't put yourself out there, you, you miss a hundred of the shots you don't take. True. True. <laughs> true. 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 Do you have a, are you like saving money? Are you? Um, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, I'm a, I kind of have some problems. I'm a little frivolous. I've been looking at motorcycles and scooters on Facebook marketplace. I'm like, I want to get a scooter for the summer. And I'm like, no, save money, save money. I'm just like, I'm, I came to the point where I started tattooing and this might sound really stupid when my Instagram got deleted. Mm. And as dumb as that sounds, it just felt like my entire following that I had built was just ripped out from under me. And I was really worried about how it was going to make money. I knew I'd be fine in the end, but that stress shook me so deep <laughs> to my core that I was like, I, I need a job. And it was actually more than needing a job. I needed like a purpose. Like I needed to be in society and not away behind my laptop. And with the pandemic happening and stuff, I didn't start tattooing until after lockdown last September. And I had been inside for so fucking long. I didn't even know how to talk to like people and being able to like make friends and 
be around women. Like I, I love women. I want to be around women. My job has been interacting, interacting with men mostly for years. And I just needed a little refresh. I was getting a little burnt out, but not enough to quit. Yeah. Your tattoos do look amazing, by the way. They're really What do you think some common misconceptions are about you and your line of work? Daddy issues. She's fucked up in the head. Like I, I really believe that society views us as people that just make bad decisions. And it's, it's really sad because everybody enjoys porn, but so many people hate on the people that make it. And that is why so many people in this industry end up getting into self-harm or having drug problems and even ending their lives because there's so much stigma. And at this point, I don't even hide it anymore because I've had, I've lost friends because of sex work. I've had people like in my family say really nasty stuff to me. And I'm almost glad for it because it weeds out those shitty conservative people in your life. Um, But I think a lot of people think daddy issues, they want attention. Like I think a lot of women also have like internalized misogynistic feelings where they see a girl and they're in a bikini and then they go post on Facebook. Why are all these sluts posting in bikinis online? It's like, it's 2021 lady, like stop hating yourself, you know? Right. I agree. I agree. Um, What do you want people to know about you? I want people to know that I'm a genuine person and I want to speak for most sex workers. I mean, I'm sure most people are like, this is a job. I'm totally putting on a persona, but I don't have a separate persona. I might have a bunch of different crazy names, but I, at the end of the day, I'm still me. I'm still a human being. I'm not like this sex machine robot. That's like, Oh, here's $10. Give me videos now. Like people will literally tip me. And if I don't respond within like 30 minutes, they're blowing me up. And I'm like, dude, I'm a person. What the hell? Like, I just wish people would be a little more patient and see me as a real human being and not just like a commodity, you know, that, that sounds a little dramatic, but it's true. I believe that. Yeah. Well, let me just say, this has been super fun. I was really nervous and you made me feel super comfortable. And this was a really great conversation. Um, I think there is one more thing I want to touch on because I just remembered about like cyberbullying because there are the anti-porn people that attack sex workers. And I've personally been attacked by an anti-porn activist, I guess you could say. And the online bullying, it goes along with the stigma, but the online bullying is really sad because these are people that you know have watched porn at least once in their life, but here they are calling me a prostitute for doing totally illegal sex work. Like that's another misconception. Personally, I think sex work is dangerous because it's illegal, not that it's dangerous in general, but um, I, I agree that like people should be able to do full service sex work if they want. But when people say like, Oh, you're an OnlyFans girl, you're a prostitute 
or you you're exploiting yourself. You have no self-respect. Oh, that's a popular one. Some people love relating how much clothes you have on to self-respect. I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my place to ever judge people because if people saw the kind of person I've been and acted like in my life, they would, I would get a lot of judgment because I've been no angel guaranteed. Exactly. I think people who attack you online need to get a fucking life personally. Well, this was so fabulous and I'm so happy we got a chance to chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, and I hope our paths cross in real life. Maybe I'll get a new tattoo from you. 